Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. How is your computer looking right now? Can you find what you need in a couple of clicks? Or do you spend a ton of time looking through files and folders, trying to get a hold of something important that you know you've saved somewhere, but you just can't remember where or even what the file name is? You'll be pleased to know there's actually a way you can simplify your approach to storing and retrieving your digital information, and you don't have to do anywhere near as much organizing as you think to make this a really, really smooth process that's easy to action. A lot of us slip into a habit of filing digital things that can much more easily just be searched for. You don't have to micromanage your files like we did 10 or 15 years ago, as long as you're naming your files right. And when you start to think of finding as the goal, not filing as the goal, you can start being smarter in how you name your files and how or whether you label emails. So they don't need to be filed, they just need to be found. Now, I know this is outside the realm of usual thinking for most of us, so I've got someone on the show today who's going to make this so easy to understand and implement. My guest today is a Google Tools Pro and Master of Improving Efficiency through Digital Organization. Dara Sklar is like a tech-savvy Monica Geller, but a lot less demanding and shrill. (laughs) She's the friend that you call for tech help. Dara is happy to jump in and show you time-saving tips and hacks that you'll wish you knew sooner. And using her in-depth knowledge of Google tools to help business owners work more efficiently, Dara can identify the behind-the-scenes disorganization that's slowing your business growth, ruining your ability to delegate, and eating up time you don't have. If you're already using Google Workspace, and I certainly do, I use Gmail, Google Drive, Docs, Sheets, Forms, (laughs) Dara can show you how to use it in a way that's more organized with less work so things can flow smoothly in your business while you focus on doing the stuff that you love and the stuff that makes you more money. Dara, welcome. I am so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very pleased to be on your podcast. Oh, this is going to be awesome because I I know how organized you are with your digital stuff and it just kind of speaks to my heart because I am a lover of organizing things, but I have to admit I'm a bit of a lazy organizer. I like things to be just so so that I can use them smoothly and easily, but I'm not really a fan of putting in a ton of effort at the start to get things set up in a way that works better, if you know what I mean. I'm a little on the lazy side. And I think a lot of our listeners out there too kind of know what it's like to feel overwhelmed at the idea of setting up things a certain way. And then they procrastinate on that because of the overwhelm. Do you find that in your experience as well? Oh, definitely. And I think the solution that I came up with facing that exact same statement over and over again, because like in my heart, I just want everybody to like tidy up their files. And what I realized was that the thing that was stopping most people was trying to tidy up the past as opposed to working towards the future. And I had this epiphany one day where I gave a group of people the suggestion that they kind of take everything that was a mess and hide it away so that it doesn't like stare at them and nag them. And then just to say, okay, who am I today? What's my business like today? What do I need today? And what system now knowing what I know now 
what system do I want moving forward? Mm -hmm. And if you were to set up your folder structure or the labels in your email, if you set it up today without the nagging backlog of the mess you created up till today, what would you do? And so then we mapped that out and it was easy because you're not thinking about what you did before and the fact that now you're going to have to go clean it. So we set up this whole new system and I said, okay, and now you have your old stuff and it's like one click away, but it is out of sight, out of mind. And anytime you think you need something, you go to the old and you bring it into your new system, but probably 80 to 90% of the time we don't need the archives, right? Yeah. You need things maybe in case of an audit or when you're pulling, you know, referring to something that you did last year. But for the most part, if you created a mess, you don't have to clean it before you can be a better version of yourself. Yeah, that takes so much pressure off because I think, you know, when we're talking about overwhelm when it comes to digital information, do you think that it's a case of, yes, people feel overwhelmed because of all of the stuff they've already got. But also, do you think that that kind of starts because when we start our businesses, when we start building our files and we start doing things, it's like we don't have a system yet because we're right at the start of our business. And then cut to five, 10 years later, we're like, okay, now I know how I want to manage things. But yeah, that big bulk of things in the background that you're like, oh, I don't want to touch it. I'm already too busy. It's too much to go through. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, that's really <laughs> relatable. <laughs> It's like the, 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 the analogy of like building the rocket ship while you're flying mm-hmm. in that, you know, you're basically, you're starting your business and what is the lowest priority thing is what's going on behind the scenes. Because unless you're the kind of person who like can't move forward without a system in place, which is some of us, but it's not most people's default. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is they're just like, oh, client, 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 client. And that was my experience as well, which was, Fine. I just... I was so busy doing client work that I created a complete mess behind the scenes in my business. And it wasn't until I was like ready to delegate and hire someone. And I realized that I was going to be the bottleneck if I didn't do something and put some systems in place. Mm-hmm. And then the, the massive relief that I felt when I was able to be organized enough to hand it off to someone validated the time and effort that I took behind the scenes, but I, I couldn't do it until I was ready. And I think that that's also very natural. Yeah, I agree. You totally nailed it with that whole feeling of I'm, I'm ready to delegate the work, but I'm not ready to delegate the, the, I'm not ready to start the delegation (laughs) because of all the mess in the background. Yeah. And I think that's so true for so many entrepreneurs, so many business owners, so many people in that sort of three to five year range of their business where they're like, right, the ball is rolling. Things are picking up momentum wise. I'm ready to hire a team member. Oh my God. How am I going to give them access to everything? How am I going to get them to find stuff? It's going to be embarrassing. I don't want them to log in and look at my folders. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially for someone like me who, you know, I'm, I'm known for being an organized person, but if you could see my computer, (laughs) not so good, (laughs) not so good, especially in the first few years of my business. Yeah. And, you know, right before we started recording, we had this conversation about how easily we could find things. But I think, you know, this is exactly the point of this episode is you were able to find what you were looking for in an instant. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what your what your background on your computer looks like. If you've got files everywhere, if you know how to find that file, like in an instant, that's all that matters. It's not about Um, you know, when you live, think about like houses and how they look staged and beautiful and no one lives like that. Like that's true. But behind those beautiful staged houses are closets where you open the closet and you pull out the thing you need. It doesn't matter if the closet's messy. The door is closed. Nobody's looking at it. 
And as long as you know where to find that item or file or email, and this is where this is, you know, why I recommended this topic for, for our conversation today was because we so pervasively use Google Drive and Gmail and Google Calendar and all of the, the accessories that come with a Google account. And we sometimes forget, especially if we've come over from another piece of software like Outlook from, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I know that that was the case for me mm-hmm. is we forget that the foundation of those products is actually search. Like we use Google as a verb. And yet we come into our email and I find people who are like clicking on a label and then scrolling down this list, trying to find something. There's a search bar. And not only is there a search bar, but there are like fancy advanced ways that you can search and uh, advanced searches that you can do. But like, there's even, you know, there, there are layers to the way that you can search for emails. And it's amazing. Once you, once you master that, Mm -hmm. and once you start thinking in those terms, how much of a weight gets lifted off your shoulders because you're never ever filing anything worrying about whether you're going to find it because instead you go and you name it appropriately if it's a file or you label it appropriately if it's an email, if you even need to label it at all, depending on volume of email and volume of files. But it's just amazing when you start thinking about the capabilities of search within those programs, how actually freeing it can be because now no longer are we forced it's not like a filing cabinet where there's only one place that you can find it. Mm-hmm. You can keep asking the computer, hey, no, that's not what I was looking for. Let's keep digging and then it'll find it for you. And it's just awesome once you have that breakthrough. That's so true. And nobody thinks of that. No, I certainly didn't. So is that what you mean when you talk about finding, not filing, that searching for something is really the key that using the search bar is really the key of making that work and making it yeah. easier? That's exactly it, but it's it's working your way backwards. So instead of thinking, where am I going to put this? You think, how am I going to name this so that the future me can, can find it? Oh, yeah. And so it's it's you're working backwards. And I do this all the time because I'm always thinking, like, how can I make tomorrow easier for myself? How can I? There's like this, there's this Seinfeld bit. I even refer to this inside of one of my courses where I like show the 45 seconds of Seinfeld explaining this. But he says there's like morning guy and night guy. And night guy just always wants to you know, be selfish and, you know, go to bed without shaving or showering or, you know, ironing the shirt or whatever. And morning guy is always cursing night guy for having been so selfish. And what I try and teach is just this concept of like, how am I going to look for this in the future? What can I do to Dara a year from now when I go to do my taxes next year, and I know I'm going to need this document, where will I, how can I best help future Dara Mm-hmm. And then, and then react accordingly. And it's actually really helpful because there's no one right way to do it. Each of us has in our own brains, like a way I often say to myself, like, what would I have done? Oh. And that's how I find things. Yeah. I think for me, I would be doing it like, what would I search for if I wanted to find this again? You know, like exactly. what would I just, just off the top of my head, not what's the best thing to name it. That's very different, isn't it? What's the best thing to name it is not necessarily what I'm going to search for later. So really, how does my brain work? Yeah. Yes. And if if we're talking in specifically about naming files, and let's say you come up with two or three ways that you might search for something. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you do all three of those things. Maybe you put it in a full, you know, let's say we're talking about like photos and you could use photo or headshot or portrait as three different words. And you're like, uh, this is what I might search for, but maybe I would, you could name it all three things. And then you could also put it in a folder 
you're like, maybe I'll look in a folder. Like you can do as much as you want to help that future self. But the moment you start looking at it through that lens, mm-hmm. the moment, like, I can't tell you the number of times. And I, I actually have people say the same thing to me, but I, I, I do this to myself is like, I'm constantly like thanking past Dara for the thoughtfulness of what I've done. It's like putting, you know, chapstick in all the pockets of all of your jackets and purses. Yes. And you're just like, Every time I reach into the right pocket, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to having been so thoughtful. And it's the same thing when you go and file an email or even like, let's say you get tax, you get tax paperwork throughout the year, right? You've got 12 months and then at a certain point you go to do your taxes. Well, instead of pushing it off for later, you don't be night guy. You say, okay, I'm going to create a label today that says taxes 2023. Mm-hmm. And then every single time all year long that something comes in, you immediately tag it. And that way it's just, it's just done. And it's not an accumulation that you're going to dread and ignore. And that's going to cause you anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you're doing it on a regular basis means it's easy to remember. You kind of get into that flow. Yeah. I really, that's a really good, I'm already thinking of ways I can use it. I can do it for like course logins or, or receipts and invoices, or even just projects that I'm working on with clients. I could do project by project or client by client, but it's not actually a lot of effort to do it. And that's my favorite part is it's not actually me going in and needing to, especially with emails, you don't necessarily have to do that old school labeling system, like the separate files, like we used to, oh, I don't know, like with Outlook, like over a decade ago, it used to be very complicated. That's how I remember it. And that's why my inbox was a mess. But I think with G Suite now, with Google Workspace, everything is very smooth and it, it one thing aligns with the other like the drive works really well the gmail works really well google docs it all intertwines like a cohesive system and i think that's why i prefer that to say dropbox for example which feels like it's a silo and i have to put more effort in to manage it maybe <laughs> yeah. it's just me <laughs> totally well i want to say something about dropbox but really quickly before i forget i do want to mention that one of the things that i find really helps me do that future self of kindness mm-hmm. is to create the system in advance. So let's say I'm going to start a project or even just, oh, now it's 2023. I'm going to make that label taxes 2023 before I need it so that I can, so it's already there when the time comes. So that I'm like, I've almost taken away the barrier. My little, my micro mental barrier is already removed by just having created the folder or the place to put it. And one of the things that I, um, I also love to do is I have, a folder, both in my email and in my Google Drive called Inbox. And I put a little underscore in front of it. So alphabetically, it sits up at the top. And what I do is anything that I'm going to want to come back to, but I'm not quite ready to decide where I'm going to file it. Mm -hmm. So it could be, um, and sometimes there's other folders in there, but let's say I buy a course and I like jump into it right away. Well, I am actively working on this course. And so I create a little folder in my Inbox folder with the course name. And then any of the stuff goes in there, but it's like one click away and eventually it will go in the courses file, but I don't want it to be, I don't want to see all of that clutter. So anything that's kind of active and I'm going to need to come back to it, but I don't want it bothering me visually goes in that inbox file. But the thing I wanted to say about Dropbox, and this is just, I I know, slight tangent, but really valuable information for anybody who maybe isn't quite using Google Drive yet or has Dropbox, maybe doesn't love it. There's a really core difference between Dropbox and Google Drive 
in the way that the storage gets taken up. So I don't know if you know this, but in Google Drive, if you share a folder with someone and they put files into it, that storage space is actually taken up on their computer and not on yours. But if you share a folder with them full of your things, it doesn't take up their storage space. Whereas with Dropbox, if you and I shared a folder and it was full of like photos and videos, I have to have the paid version of Dropbox in order to share that folder with you. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a real frustration if you're using, we're talking about delegation. If you've got contractors and they don't have Dropbox paid accounts, then it actually becomes an impediment to your working together because you know, they probably only have the free two gigs or whatever, and you've got your full terabyte of, of space and you can't actually share it. Whereas with Google Drive, it's whoever puts the files into the folder who owns those files and whose storage is taken up. And it makes things, it just opens up the possibilities of collaboration so much more. That That is the exact reason that I stopped using Dropbox. Like I had Gmail anyway, but I hadn't tried Google Drive or anything like that because I was like, oh, I've got Dropbox. It's fine. I don't want to move everything over. Spoiler alert, I never did move everything over because I didn't use half that stuff anymore. But yeah, that was the decision I made based on exactly what you said just then is that with Dropbox, I actually wasn't using it a lot myself, but I have one particular private client that uses Dropbox a lot. But the problem is there's so much content in those folders that I had to pay for Dropbox just to be able to work for this client. And I was a bit resentful of that, not of the clients, not their fault. I didn't know. But I remember thinking to myself, right, if I'm going to have to keep Dropbox just for this client and pay for it, I have to add that cost onto my invoice for the client because essentially I don't want it coming out of my pocket. So it then has to become part of my pricing going forward. It just complicates everything. Yeah. So it's it's my little rant. No, for sure. And like, it's like, it's like Dropbox is double dipping because Mm -hmm. they're, they're basically, I mean, imagine if you had 10 people sharing folders and like, in fairness to them, they're a company, to, like they're, you know, a for-profit company. Of course, they want to make the revenue for that. But, you know, imagine if you had 10 people who were all collaborating on a project, every one of those people has to have a paid Dropbox account in order to collaborate. And with Google Drive, it doesn't it doesn't happen that way. Those cheeky buggers, it does mean I didn't even think in terms of what if you had 10 people on the team. I was like, just one person on the team. That is so true. And then you think about the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people using it. Yeah, no wonder they're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And listen, in fairness to them, like that's a very good uh, requirement, but now they're not, they're not, you know, when Dropbox first came out, it was so revolutionary because mm-hmm. you could share these folders and everything synchronized. We're, we're old hats at this now. Like yeah. it is they're not you know, number one anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not only are they not number one, but there are so many other options out there and, and Drive off, offers such, uh, so much more versatility as when it comes to that. And the search functionality, which is the whole point of our conversation. So, yes. um, yeah, there's so many interesting ways that you can uh, do advanced searches within um, within Dropbox. Oh, sorry, within Google Drive. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that I recently uh, sort of dug into a little bit was actually to audit your Google Drive for files that don't belong to you oh. that are living inside of your folders. Because the problem is, and this is actually re- relevant to what we were just talking about, and hopefully a tip for the listeners. Um, is when someone puts a file into your folder, they still own that file. And so if let's say we're doing a project and collaborating on something and I contribute and you contribute, but it's your project and you hired me. If I go away and I eventually close my account or decide five years from now, I'm going to do a purge of my data and I'm going to delete things. Mm -hmm. I could be deleting them from your folder because you don't own those files. 
So you can actually use the advanced search inside of Google Drive and you can say um, files owned by anyone else mm-hmm. inside of my drive and you can do a search. You can do a search by name. So let's say you let's say you let someone go. You had a virtual assistant who was dropping files in and you want to make sure that you own all of the stuff. I've, I've you know, I'd like to think that most people don't do anything uh, to be punitive. Exactly. But sometimes it happens. And so to protect yourself, you can do this search where you can start seeing, hey, is there stuff? that is living in these folders that I thought was mine. And actually, if I decide, if that person decided to delete it, they could, even if they no longer are part of that folder, the file still belongs to them. And so you can go in and you go folder by folder and you can copy those files. And I actually had this experience, not a negative one, but you know, when I was uh, creating my course, I had a Fiverr, a guy from Fiverr who was editing my videos and he was just dropping the zip file into my Google Drive. And it was like a whole year later that I realized Every single one of those zip files belonged to him. And I was like, okay, I need to protect myself. I'm going to make a copy of each one. And that way what's in there is mine. And I, you know, especially once a project closes, it's like a little mini audit that you do. But the overarching point is to use the advanced search. And that's one of the things that you can actually search for. That's a really, really relevant thing to entrepreneurs though because we do we hire people on a contract basis we don't always have like one assistant working with us in one go we often hire project by project and if that guy had have gone yeah i need to clear out my computer those zip files are taking up a heck of a lot of space i'll clear it out a month after he stopped working with you for example and you hadn't had a chance to process anything yet or use anything yet that would have all been gone all that work exactly forever so it's yeah. as easy as just making a copy. You know, like I know with Google Docs, it's like file, make a copy. It, it's not an effort to actually make a copy. It's seconds yeah. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. You right click and you choose make a copy and then you get a copy of and then your file and you can even tell that the file size is the same and then you can actually remove the original one from your folder and you're good to go. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say next because now you've got two. How do you know which one you're dropping into in the future? You remove it straight well, away. You wouldn't be confused because of who owns it. And also the, the one that you've made a copy of says copy of. Oh, um, yeah. But I just I basically, just you know, it. I made, I copied each one of those zip files, saw that the copy was there and then just removed it. And removing it only removes it from the folder. It doesn't delete it from his account because he still owns it, right? I don't have control over deleting his files. But this way I've protected myself. And I, I bring this up often because I'm always worried about the things that people don't know. You know how they say you don't know what you don't know? And so I love to share tips about things that you just may not have ever thought about or realized. And sometimes you don't know these things until it's too late, until there's a problem, until someone deletes something, even if it's inadvertently. And I, you know, you don't ever want to be in that position. So if you can protect yourself in advance, I'm a huge advocate for that. Yes. You are the absolute go-to person for me for things that you don't know that you need to know because I remember (laughs) this is a total tangent everybody it's a totally different topic but last pass for example it was you that taught me I'm you know this probably sounds weird because I I, um, heard it in an interview or a summit thing or I read an article or something and it was like you were saying yeah no if you're using LastPass, you're still sharing passwords with people and I was like oh hang on a minute I didn't even realize that. Like it's the, yeah, I think you've got such a knack for pointing out things that are obvious when you hear them, but because your thought process doesn't go there automatically, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is that just because we know doesn't mean we change what we're doing. It just means that we're going into it, understanding the repercussions, the repercussions of sharing a folder and, and having someone drop files instead of expecting them to be yours. Now you know that they're not, and then you protect yourself. 
Same thing with the, the passwords. Hey, you know what? I'm sharing passwords with this stranger on the internet who's now doing work for me as a VA. I make sure that each one of those passwords is unique. I know that if I let that person go, I'm going to change all the passwords and, re- and also retract. And I use LastPass as a way to track what I've shared more than to protect my passwords, right? So it, it remembers these complex passwords. And it, if I, I mean, I have a VA right now, and if, if she went a, a, you know, another way, I have a list of 25 things that I've shared with her and I can just go one at a time, chain, you know, revoke it, change the password, revoke it, change the password. And it just, it, it covers me. And, and I think that that's just really important because I know, yeah, yeah, I, I've made my point. <laughs> You know, you've got a way to cover it in a smooth way too that's not going to interrupt your work day that much. It's can, it can be done yeah. in minutes and not days. So I think that's yeah. a really good way to think about it, yeah. Well, okay, so Google Workspace, I'm a massive fan. I like all the different Google stuff. I've been with them for 10, 10 years now, I think it is. I love the fact that it's affordable and it's easy to use and it's quite clean and white spacey looking. So it appeals to me in a number of different ways. But I will say a lot of my clients, a lot of our listeners, the thing that I hear over and over again with them is, is they're like, yep, yeah, okay, I know that when I log into Google Drive, when I log into my Gmail, it's a complete mess. Everything is disorganized. I don't know where anything is. If you asked me to find something, I wouldn't know where to start. Now that they know about search, I think that takes all the pressure off. But what about the people who are like, but I still don't want it to look as cluttered anymore? Have you got any <laughs> tips on where they Absolutely. would yeah, make that easier? <laughs> you know what I love to do is, and I do this periodically, um, but if, if I, I have this course all about Google Workspace and I have, uh, I was go- working my way chronologically through when I was recording the course and I did, you know, module one, module two, module three, and I was about to start on module four and I was like, oh, but wait, and I have a module 3.5 and it's called Quick Wins. And in there, it basically shows you how to declutter each one of your different Google products. And my tip that I give for Google Drive is create a folder. I name it Z loose files. So Z alphabetically shows up the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so Z loose files. And then I take everything that's loose and I put it in that folder. And what that does is it does practically nothing. It doesn't interrupt any links. It doesn't, all it does is declutter. And the concept is, is that if you have a clean space, you just are a bit more motivated to keep it clean. Mm -hmm. And it's just the look of it. And you know what? Every single one of those files is just lives in loose files. And even I, as the person who teaches how to do this, I have a loose files folder. And what happens is I'll start a bunch of new docs and I'll have five to 10 loose ones and I'll look at them and I'll either file them or I'll toss it into loose files just because I don't like the clutter. But then my Google Drive main folder, like the the main one, just has a list of folders. And very occasionally it'll have five to 10 loose files that I'm like actively in the midst of working on or I just haven't filed yet. But having that place to, it's like the messy closet. It's Monica Geller's messy closet where she's like shoved everything in there. And it's no, it's no different than it was when it lived in your main drive. But now the most recently, like things that you're working on are, are right there in front of you and you're motivated to keep it clean. And it's so simple, but I get so much positive feedback from that tip. It's like, I I almost find it laughable how much people love these things that I think to myself, why would anybody do that? And I go and I try it because I'm trying to think for, you know, someone, I, I have office hours with my course and someone will come with a question and I'll think I would never have thought that somebody would ever wonder that, but here's the, here's the solution. Like, so in my, in my brain, it's like such a natural answer. And yeah. then they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. I couldn't think of it for myself. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, why not just like 
shove these things under the rug. <laughs> exactly. All right. So if we do the loose files folder, so because this is what people keep asking over and over again, if I move all my clutter into a loose files folder, if if I've shared that document with a link with anybody in the past, it's not going to break their link because as entrepreneurs, we often use Google Drive to deliver freebies, opt-ins, eBooks. It's not going to break that link at all. Refiling anything inside of Google Drive will not break a link. Oh, I love yeah. that. And if anyone has a, you know, if you ever save your files to your desktop, so Mac or PC, if you're if 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 your desktop is littered with icons, mm-hmm. create a folder. Name it the date that you do this. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, have, it could be whatever, but I've done this with somebody who's desktop, like you couldn't even see the picture in the background. And I just made a folder. I put today's date and I just took all of the icons and just tossed it in there and then they can see. And then, and then you're just like, there's a weight, like an unknown weight. You didn't even realize that it was causing any kind of anxiety. And now it's like, oh, this is a nice picture that I chose for my desktop or that, you know, whoever yeah. has decided I should look at today. And the, and the fact that there's nothing there uh, re- motivates you to keep it that way. Yes. And I'm going to go on another little tangent and say, there is a setting inside of Chrome that I absolutely love activating. And I highly recommend for anybody who, um, if, you know, when you download a file, whether it's from an email attachment in like webmail, or that you right click on something and you choose save image as or whatever, anything you download from your browser, there's a setting by default that just puts it into downloads or puts it on your desktop without asking you where you want to store it. And while that's nice because it's fast, all it does is create clutter in that place. So the setting that I like to turn on inside of Chrome is to ask me where to save a file. Uh-huh. So if you uh, if you go into the three dots in the upper right and you click on settings and in the search bar, huh, the search bar, because I love the search, you type in down for the word download. And then you go to the little section and it says downloads and there's a toggle and you just turn it on. And now every time it downloads something, it says, where do you want to save it? And so now I can choose, I want it in my downloads folder, or maybe I want it in that inbox folder, or maybe I want to put it where it belongs because this is a bank statement and I know it goes in my statements folder. Mm. So you get to take that extra step. And even though I love to minimize steps, this extra step is worthwhile because if it's something you wanted to file, because stuff, you know, I like to be lazy as much as the next person, but some things need to be filed, like receipts and transactions and reports and whatnot. If this needs to be filed, doing it now does your future self the kindness, as opposed to dumping it in with all of the garbage, and then you have to sort through the garbage to figure out what you were intending to keep. This saves you that that say, that that step. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very handy to know. I just wish now there was a point where you could download something and it would ask you, do you want to download it to your computer or can it go straight in your Google Drive? Is there anything oh, like that? Know. Oh, can yeah. Because my yeah. computer is full of stuff that I don't need on my computer, but I'm too lazy oh. to download it first and then move it over and upload it into Google Drive. Oh, it's too so much. So if, if you go open a new tab and you type in the words download Google Drive, mm-hmm. it's going to take you to a page where you can download the program Google Drive. So Google Drive can live on your computer just like Dropbox did. And then you sign in to your Google Drive on this app. And then you can navigate and you can choose when this pops up and says, where do you want to save it? Mm -hmm. Now you go over to your Google Drive and you go to the folder that you want. And then you save it there. You can rename it and everything. So it doesn't necessarily get downloaded then onto my... So the Google Drive is on my computer, but each file is not necessarily on my computer. So here's what happens is that it, it will... 
the, the data will download. Let's, let's say that it's a PDF. So you take that PDF and you're saving it into your Google Drive. It temporarily comes onto your computer as a you know, two megabyte file or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into Google Drive and Google Drive is set up where you tell it what you want to store in the cloud and what you want to store on your computer. So you don't, so let's say you're putting it in a folder and that folder is a cloud only folder. Well, it will temporarily live on your computer while it, you know, does this transition between the download and the upload, and then it will stop taking up space on your computer. That has been a game changer for me. Do you know how many days I have put aside in the last 10 years to clean out my documents folder, clean out my downloads folder, because I've got no room left on my computer and I don't want to upgrade or buy an external hard drive. And and this is all like, and I use cloud-based storage, but I just default to, you know, every time I download something from an email, it just goes to my computer, goes to my computer. And that's, yeah, oh my gosh, that has been a light bulb moment for me. Awesome. And, you know, the other thing is that, I don't love when Google Drive is just that page on your browser, because let's say you wanted to take a bunch of folders or or sorry, a bunch of files or a bunch of photos, and you want to like drop them into a folder inside of Google Drive. If your internet connection gets interrupted or if something doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you don't know what didn't upload. Like, whereas when you drop it into the app, it will run in the background. That synchronization will run until it's up there. Whereas if you're just dragging a drive, this has happened to me when I've been transferring a bunch of photos where it's like, oh, there was an error. And then I don't know what did and didn't transfer. And I had hundreds of things that I was uploading. So this solves that problem as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I have to, I have to give a big shout out to that tiny little, it felt like we said it really quickly, but just for the people listening who might've missed it, the other big aha there was like, you know how we were talking about the loose files folder and you put everything in there and then you've got everything clean again. That, that little mindset shift from me not going, okay, if I want to find something, I now then open the loose files folder and scroll through everything. I don't do that anymore. I just go straight to the search bar and it will find it no matter what folder it's in for me. Just taking us right back to where we started, that search bar, it's not just when everything's overwhelming. It's once you've filed, you never have to open that file again if you don't want to, to look for the thing that you're looking for. That alone is like a huge moment for me too. Yeah. And I think you just have to, each of us lean into our own personal inclinations. And one of the things that I, I make a real point of not telling people what to do. I explain to them why, what my thought process is. So my thought process is name it thoughtfully Mm -hmm. so that you can find it in the future. Use the keywords that you would know. So I don't tell you how to name something. I tell you how to think for yourself in the, within the realm of your own personality and inclinations, because there is no one right way to do this. And everyone, you know, we're all, all of our computers and filing systems are snowflakes because nobody's is the same. Yeah. And, and that's not a bad thing. And it's so much, and, and yes, I, I mean, I think if you're working for a bigger organization, then you get into naming conventions and, and it, can, it can get a bit more complicated. But realistically, most of us who are probably listening to this podcast are, you know, solopreneurs or smaller businesses mm-hmm. where you're just trying to be thoughtful to the future self or maybe your assistant and you're like, how would I name it? So that at a glance, you would know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then the search bar is your new best friend. As soon as you start being considerate of that future search. Yeah. And it's not a big jump. We're used to Googling everything outside of our own documents and files. We Google totally. everything these days. It's just like an internal version of Google really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a good wow. good way to look at it. 
That's so helpful. I feel like I've already walked away with like three or four nuggets that are going to help me be more organized going forward. And I and I speak as someone who has been obsessed with organizing for the last nearly 20 years. So for me to learn something new, that's been a mind-blowing thing. So I know that some of our listeners will be feeling the same way and they want to probably want to jump in and take more action steps while they're feeling motivated. So you have a resource that I really want to share, if that's okay with you, about yes, time-saving hacks. Yeah, 40 time-saving Google hacks that you'd wish you'd been using all along. Oh, it's just like the product of my dreams there. So if it's cool with you, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Do you want to give everybody a bit of a run through on what's in there? For sure. Yeah. So it actually touches on all kinds of different Google products. It's got um, tips for Chrome, for Docs and Sheets, and for Calendar, and for Gmail, and for Google Drive, um, at least to name a handful of them. And it's basically each one of the little tips that you can absorb. You like, you take, you like read it. It looks like a recipe card because it's got like, you know, one, somewhere between one and six little like numbers. And it's like, do this, then this, then this. And it's got little screenshots. And it's basically got a headline that says how to whatever. And then you're like, oh, I didn't know how to do that. And then you just follow the steps. And what I find is that when it comes to technology, if it's something you didn't realize you could do, knowing that you can do it is like the first step. You don't have to remember how to do it, but you could like realize, oh, I didn't know that I could ask Chrome to tell me, to ask me where to save my files. You don't have to remember where I told you to click. You can just say, oh, now I know that it can do that. It helps you go looking for it. So each one of these 40 time-saving hacks is just something that's going to suddenly become natural. You're going to like read it. You're going to think, oh, I didn't know that. Now I know that. And then your life is just going to become incrementally better throughout those 40 pages. I think it's actually 41. There's like a bonus tip there at the end. Oh, I like a bonus tip. That's so good. <laughs> and it sounds like everything, if you approach it in a way that it's like, it's one bite-sized little thing at a time that's going to improve things in the long run, even the fact that there's 40 or 41 of them doesn't mean it's a massive load of action that you need to take. You don't have to wade through all of the information. It's quick, easy, bite-sized things that will just be kind of not not a ton of effort, but whatever effort you, time and effort you do put into it, it will be totally worth it because you'll save that in the future you. Future you will thank you for it. Absolutely. exactly. It'll Each one of them is going to put a smile on your face. And I get people who download it and thank me. Like I get emails from people who have downloaded this this free PDF and said, oh my God, this is the best the best thing I've ever. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad because it was a lot of effort to put it together, but uh, oh, yeah. I would what love if your listeners would grab that and we've set it up for you at withdara.com slash Marissa. Yes. So nice and easy to remember everybody. And we're going to put a link in the show notes too. So it's just super easy to click on it, access it today. You start using it straight away, or at least get familiar with some of the stuff that you can do with your Google workspace. Because honestly, the sky is the limit in terms of what this whole suite of products can do in terms of reducing your time and effort and making things smoother and easier and being able to keep track of stuff without having to, yeah, really know much about it. (laughs) You don't have to remember anything anymore. You don't have to remember where you put things. You don't have to remember what you've called them. You just got to. You've just got to think about what would, what would you search for. What would you search for going forward? Exactly. So easy. So yeah. if people want to chat with you, then do they go to Instagram or Facebook or your website? What's the best way? If somebody goes, yeah, I really liked what Dara said about this. I want to chat further. Where can they find you easiest? Yeah, I mean, I think any of those places. Uh, turns out there are only two Dara Sklars in the whole world. And I've got, I I locked in the Daris Klar handle. So if you look on Instagram.com slash Daris Klar, I'm, I'm pretty easy to track down. So Facebook as well, there's only two of us. So just, you'll see, you'll see the one that has a photo of me 
probably it's got some Google logos in the in the uh, profile photo. I, I actually I came up with um, the O from Chrome and the M from Gmail and the G from Google and I have O M G. I was like, that's really catchy. So yeah, oh, you see that around town. That's me. That's really cool. So easy to recognize too. Easy to spot you when they find yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Okay, everybody, I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation as much as I've enjoyed having it. Dara, you have made such a difference to my day. I'm very excited to go and do that. Where do you want to save this thing on Google Chrome? I'm like, after we hang up today, I'm going to be like on that straight away. And yeah, it's been fun. So I hope everyone's enjoyed it. If there's anything you want to let us know about the episode, come and chat with us on Instagram or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I think you can even leave a review on Spotify now where you can rate the show. But let us know at these topics that you love to talk about. What else do you want to learn? What's bugging you or frustrating you in your business that we can help you simplify? Let us know and I will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you, just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.